This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Melissa Naimuli is my guest. African unity, anti-colorism and anti-xenophobia are some of the issues she deals with. Miss South Africa 2023 finalist, film and television producer. Uh, yes, Melissa Naimuli is set to release. And this is, this is the interesting part also and why it got me really, really interested. Highly anticipated documentary titled Chosi Chosi. And I'm just interested if I've pronounced it right, which is set to debut in November or December. Various dates I've seen on that one. Debut as a director, executive producer in her own right with her own production company. Let me bring Melissa into the conversation. Melissa, welcome to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you, Melissa? Hi, Denzel. Thank you so much. I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm really good. Um, I'm not as good as you. You know, I don't come out of a, a contest where, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, you know, top five, top five and, 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 and regular top five, you know. I, so so, yes. <laughs> so well, let, let's, let's start with that, Melissa, because it's mm-hmm. just on everybody's mind at the moment as well. And, and, and you've just come out of that experience. What, what is the experience of, of being in the, in the, in the Miss South Africa contest? You know, you know whether yeah. one wins or, or, or loses or top five or, you know, whether you start off in the top 30 and you get to the, mm. you know, 10. What's the experience like? I think the biggest um, misconception with a pageant such as Miss South Africa yeah. is that it's all glitz and glam and we literally just walk and strut our stuff and that's all it's about. But I yeah. think the best way I can describe it is it's extremely emotionally challenging in good and bad ways. Yeah. Um, and speaking from my own experience, I think it makes you face quite a lot. Um, you do a whole lot of self-work where you need to understand exactly who you are. I always say that, you know, I entered in 2020 and comparing yeah. my journey then to now is I realize now that I had no idea who I was or what I wanted to do with the pageant. I, I was just like, okay, cool. You know, I was mm. speaking from a different place from um, than what I approached the pageant now in this year where, you know, especially such a heavy topic such as xenophobia, I yeah. think with 2020, it was so hard and painful for me as just Melissa now, besides even advocating for United Africa. Yeah. But um, I've done a lot of healing over the past three years to get to the point I am now. So definitely, I think it's emotionally challenging. It's testing. Yeah. Um, it makes you face things you don't want to deal with. Uh, it's something you've, you, you thought you hid because... The biggest thing is Miss South Africa is a job, and if yeah. your job is to present people, you need to show up as your best self. Yeah. And I think that's why I describe it as that. Absolutely transformational in that sense. 2020, 2021, and we're in 2023 at the moment. And yes. have you, when you say, you know, what it taught you is, is that you, you, you might not have known who you are. Do you, yeah. you, you know, I've been looking and reading up and researching on, on, on who Melissa is and, yeah. and, and there's this whole interesting character of behind the scenes. And as much as, yeah. you know, we can see the front part of it, which is what I want to talk about. But do you, do you now know who, who you are? <laughs> Definitely. I think um, I'm more confident in who I am now and very much unapologetic about my heritage and just what I stand for and what I want to do. And I say that boldly because, you know, in 2020, it literally was a place of 
I've experienced certain things, yeah. and I'm speaking from a point of I'm hurt, and I want the world to hear it. Yeah. But you know, with speaking without a without a plan of action of how do you want to tackle this, or what does it actually mean? Yeah. Um, it showed me that really I was speaking from a place of hurt, which is also very valid. You know, when you're dealing with something and you just have not figured out the right avenue to heal from it. Yeah. Um, whereas now I was very intentional to say, okay, I'm going back to my South Africa, yeah. and let's figure out ways together as to how do we deal with such a topic whereby it's not speaking from a place of just pain and hurt anymore, but rather solution-driven. And um, it's more than anything, not from a place of anger. Mm. I'll get to the place of anger and the place of hurt. What, what is it? What, how, does it how does it shape up for somebody who, you know, is generally behind the cameras, writing, <laughs> writing scripts, you know, and saying cuts and, and, yes. and, 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 and you know, would, would you put more emotion in that and move, uh-huh. move yourself that way? How does it how does it move from the creative artist behind the camera to somebody oh, who's so much in the in the glare of the yeah. you know of of, <laughs> of photographers and and yes, everybody yeah. and and a country Oh man mm. I'll tell you yeah. um, at first it was quite a big jump because I'm used to wearing sneakers I'm in sneakers and taxis almost every day. Right. And that's my comfort zone. And this time, you know, you had to be in heels. And it was that whole thing of, you know, behind the scenes, it's almost like a very comfortable place to be in. Yeah. No one really has to know who you are. It's your work speaks for you. But this time, you put yourself right in the firing line. Yeah. And it did take some getting used to. I was like, oh my goodness, I need to learn how to do certain things. And I think this time, what made the journey different is Miss South Africa also had a reality show called Crown Chasers. Yes. So, besides just the pageant we also had to film a reality show we had to have diary camps and there were challenges and certain things we had to go through so it was quite an experience yeah and and you walked away with that because of course you had the experience yes absolutely so so um you know on on the documentary front um i i I want to ask you a little bit about that because that's what i dabble in as well and and Mm. particularly the radio documentaries and the creative part about that when when did the documentary part you know enter enter your space or has it always been because you're the creative producer and you've always you know dealing in 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 this you know in in the creative space of of television and the arts when Mm -hmm. when did you when did you just think about okay you know what uh, next step and next step and next level here is you know um, documentary and maybe from documentary a series documentary and then you know oh. potentially Netflix movie and Showmax movie whatever but let's start with the documentary when when do you realize that you know that is also something you want to do Yes, so the documentary is called uh, Cause Costly, yeah. and this is a phrase... I wanted to ask you that pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that pronunciation. It's, yes, and it's called Cause Costly, and it is a phrase used in the Kosa um, yeah. language when telling a folk tale. Yeah. So um, the unit, you know, the unity and the progression of the... Um, you know, the African continent and its people has always been something that's been very, a very big passion of mine besides writing yeah. and storytelling. And my dream has always been to obviously share my advocacy for United Africa with as many people as possible yeah. and on as many stages as possible. But I honestly just don't know how or what to say or where to say it. Mm. Um, however, with this new South Africa journey this year, like I said, it made me dig deep to say that, you know what, okay, here are the challenges, but how can you actually solve it and do it? Mm. Um, so that this journey literally did lead to the birth of my series called Toast Toastly. Yeah. And they provided me with the platform to share my message, but I was also very intentional with the decision that, you know, whether you win the crown or not, 
yeah. I would have to make sure that I find another avenue to carry on um, with my message post-pageant because I think, you know, another thing with any reality show or any place where you are put in the spotlight is mm. you've got an audience who is listening to you and once those cameras kind of switch off, mm. um, too often you find yourself also, you know, switching off along with the cameras and mm. you kind of stop whatever work gets started. Mm. So I was very intentional and I didn't do this in 2020 that when the pageant ended, I kind of also ended with my message and um, I head away. Yeah. But this time I said, you know what, I'm very, like I said, I'm very confident in what I have to say and I needed to figure out another way to carry on this message. Mm. So I had to fuse the two things I love the most, which is, you know, storytelling um, and television mm. and my advocacy. And I said, you know what, so whether there is a broadcasting channel that wants to buy this or not, mm. I'm going to um, go ahead and film it. I mean, we've got social media, which is our biggest audience, and your know, people are listening every single day yeah. to us to post out there, and that's what literally inspired me. I said, you know what, I've got a platform. It's not mm. as big as television yet or anything, but you know, with Miss Essay, you do build quite a large audience of people are listening to what you have to say, and I wanted to carry on sharing it. Yeah, what what's the back end story uh, to to Kosi Kosi? Do you you know what what is what is the intention that you know you 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 want at the end of the day? You've got a story mm. to tell, uh, you've got a real powerful story to tell. You know, as a woman, as a creative, uh, you know, and and somebody who you know also wanted to engage with the South African platform in yes. in your various ways through through the South Africa, mm. but through through this particular documentary engaging normal South Africans and their storytelling and, and your way of being able to script, mm. what was what was the messaging here that, that you, mm. you, you wanted to or or were you or were you as I think on the top of my head now, were you were you leaving it open so that it could be driven by the messaging and the storytelling of the individuals that are before that camera suddenly? So I think the biggest thing for me is that the power of storytelling is that it does have the power to influence, but it also has the power to make people ask the question why, or rather to dig deeper. deeper. And um, Chimamanda Ngozi speaks it so beautifully when she says the danger of a single story, that it does not tell a, con- a complete story. Mm. And too often when we look at marginal- marginalized groups of any kind, we're often fed by stereotypes. And we lead with that. And there's no one to kind of like offer a voice to those smaller groups to say, actually, this is who we are. This is what we're about. Mm. And just basing it off of my own experience growing up, you know, within that um, multicultural home of a Ugandan father and a Kosa mother. um, I've experienced literally both sides of what it feels personally to be treated like a South African and what it feels to also be treated like a foreigner and experiencing my father go through such difficulties and discrimination Mm. based on who he is and his nationality. Mm. And, you know, like I said, initially in this interview is that you know that brought about a lot of pain because you have to witness from a young age um, Mm. your father being treated like a child being discriminated against so it does paint quite a negative picture number one Mm. of the country you live in but of people as well and on the other side of it I was both the victim and the perpetrator because I also got to a point where I had to deny my Ugandan heritage Mm. as a form of um, you know seeking protection and to be more accepted where I would lead with speaking Isikosa and you know all of those things and Mm. to a point where I wanted to change my name Mm. Um, but it's one of those things where I said, you know what, this is the time now with this documentary where we leave it to the people, where share your story. Let us find out who you are, what you're about. What does love look like in this sense? What does mm. love look like in a black and white relationship, you know, with a foreigner? Who are they? Why are they here? What is their story about? Mm. And I think more than anything, it's all of us 
educating each other about the realities of who we are. And more than anything, I'd love to build empathy and understanding across all African cultures mm. because it's very easy to know to lead with a headline and judge people and say, all foreigners do this or all South Africans do this mm. because it leads to so much danger as well. And I think the biggest thing, um, you know, which I faced this year where people thought, okay, then are you being, you know, an apologist for crime, for this, for that? And I said, absolutely not. Yeah. Crime is not accepted in any country whatsoever. And, you know, people must face the consequences of that. But also on the other turn of it is if you're going to walk around and look at every foreigner as a criminal, that's also very dangerous. Yeah. And every South African is xenophobic, that's also very dangerous because that's not the image we also want to paint of our country. Mm. Did what, you, you spoke of, you know, changing, you know, choices to be made and you even thought of, you know, changing, changing the name and maybe yeah. sur, surname. Um you know, were there were there times choices to make also about you know the South Africanism or or the foreigner aspect, father being Ugandan and the mother being South African, you know, and 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 those two clashes. Did you how, how did you ultimately bring them to a space where you felt comfortable with who you were? in that environment and not so much about what, you know, the rest of the world looking in was, was thinking about you. You know, did, did, did you in your own space ever feel the need to need to make a, to make a choice? Absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up with a huge identity crisis. Yeah. And because of that, you're constantly lost trying to figure out where do you fit in. And it gets tiring. It gets absolutely tiring. And I'll honestly give it to my parents and my mm. siblings, where they've been such a great support system in my life, where mm. both of them, um, you know, my mother is a postal woman, you know, she spoke very highly of her people and who mm. she is, and so did my father. And straight, but straight out of the Eastern Cape, Butterworth as well. Straight from the Eastern Cape, Butterworth, it goes where we're yeah. brought up. But also just seeing how organic their love was and yeah. how our families accepted each other. I think for me, sometimes you think that, oh my goodness, I'm going through all of this alone mm. and no one can understand me. But having those conversations really helped. We got to a point where I said, I am tired of trying to deny who I am and this is mm. who I am. And the more I stepped into that, um, you know, the, the more confident I felt, the more mm. wholesome I felt within myself. And I accepted myself first, literally as cheesy as it sounds, it does start from within, um, where I could um, easily step out into the public and say, this is who I am and this is what I have to say. Mm. And so, you know, not not for the first time, you a reg, regular then at the Miss South Africa, you know, four, four times, right? I'm stubborn, yeah. Four, four times. I, I get you. I get you. Four times. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But, but, but then on this topic of South African and foreigner aspect, you bump into it there. You know, let alone the fact that you think, oh, I've healed and I've come through it, you know, and, mm. and everything's fine. And, and suddenly, you know, when, when, when you are now in that spotlight, you, you in mm. front of the cameras, here you are faced with the fact that someone says to you, but if you win, you know, are you, mm. are you really and truly representing, you know, South Africa? Okay. Let, me, let me start off on the periphery of the conversation. How did, how did the, the, the you know the 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 pageant itself deal with that did you know did they understand what what you were going through and was there a mechanism that they were you know talking to you and through it or you know were they blind and and oblivious to it and you were dealing with it 
So when I entered in 2020, um, you know, within the the organization itself, the South Africa organization, mm. um, I obviously faced some backlash then, but not um, as much as I did now. Mm. So they've been aware of my story since then. Yeah. Um, and since 2020, I can honestly say they've been very supportive and we've had open conversations about this because um, it's been very, it was, it was difficult. It was mm. very difficult because... This year, when I made it to the semi-finals, um, time again, I'm celebrating. I'm happy, and mm. I log on to now X Twitter, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a whole lot of um, you know just very xenophobic comments, um, mm. you know, about me, about my family, literally throwing me off the stage and things like that. And mm. I immediately picked up the phone, and the Mr. South Africa organization was on the other end, and I yeah. said, guys, you know, it has started up again. Mm. Um, let's let's figure out how to navigate it again this time. And I yeah. need to figure out how to, you know, because I need to come into the pageant right now and in the right headspace. Mm. And I had a very, very honest conversation, um, you know, with so many people in the organization, um, Stephanie Will, the CEO, Verna Vesel, who's the creative director, but also during the pageant, Zosibini Tunzi was my biggest anchor. <laughs> She was my biggest anchor because, you know, with a topic like this, it's also about, it transcends to tribalism and racism Mm. and everything like that. And regardless of how you face being marginalized, you know, you kind of empathize and you understand it. Mm. So she really came to me and she spoke to me and she said, you know what, she gave me the best advice. And she said, this is exactly why you're here to talk about such an important topic because, you know, you've not done anything wrong to anybody, but you are being attacked on social media. Mm. But on the flip side of that, you know, we always tend to focus on the negative. I also so much love and support mm. not only from Africans but from South Africans as mm. well mm. so that's why I always try to say let's not call South Africans xenophobic that's also such a dangerous statement because that's not how we want to be viewed mm. are there xenophobic people absolutely but mm. it's also unfair to literally judge the entire nation as that mm. so so that's that's the that's the platform that you then up you know, afforded the the Miss South Africa pageant, and and you take full advantage of it. W- mm. What do you think were the other messages that you were able to get through as you you know progressed mm. uh, through the pageant? What what were the other messages? Because it's a very powerful platform, yeah. and and suddenly you find yourself on it and in front of it, and you know, with with somebody who has a voice and with somebody mm. who you know wants to be heard and 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 needs to you know say something. What do you think the other messages you were able to to get out, you know, through the Miss South Africa pageant? Mm. I think the biggest one for me is resilience. And all the girls, um, you know, entering the pageant, the biggest thing is that we all have a story to tell. It's not the same story, but we've all got the same story to share. And we've got a good intention with our message, which is really to try and inspire and change something within society. Mm. And it's not always easy doing that. So I definitely think resilience was the biggest one, but also we spoke a lot on on, on colorism because Mm. I am a dark-skinned woman. That's always been quite a... You know, a fight on its own. Mm. Um, and the biggest one, which I appreciate, is that I've never tried to pretend to be anybody else. I've yeah. literally go from Ekuwa, who mm. woke up and said, I'm going to enter this pageant and let's figure it out. It, I may not fit the normal standards of what's deemed as beautiful, mm. but what I have to say is more important than what I look like. Mm. And people will listen to you if you've got something to add. And I think, yeah, that's the most important. Melissa, I have, to, I have to ask you a question. I've, mm. I've been on your profiles and, I, yes. and I've watched the South Africa thing and I've seen mm. your progression and I have been, you know, through, through having prepared for this particular interview, been able mm. to go back and look at things and, 
And when you said, you know, I might not be the profile and I might not be, mm. you know, beautiful, but I have something to say. I, I, I think you, 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 you cutting yourself, <laughs> you, you know, very, you, 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 you're not being honest with, with me and you're not being honest with no, the listeners of, 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 who are listening <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> Melissa. Can I tell you, it's literally what society deems as beautiful. You know, when you grow up, especially in Eastern Cape, or even Job, it was the same, mm. where you're a dark green girl, you're skinny. You were told, literally, that is not beautiful. Mm. And I grew up not believing I was, but I think I'm so comfortable in my skin right now, whereby society might deem a different body type or different shade of skin or your melanin as, you know, the ideal beauty, yeah. where um, a person who looks like me, most people would argue, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But for me personally, I'm 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 okay with how I look. I think I'm I'm confident in that. But yeah, no, I'm okay with how you look too, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Just, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 absolutely okay with how you look too. So so you know, from 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 our perspective, we're good. You know? I appreciate that. Cool, <laughs> Melissa. What, what, where where's the life after uh, Miss South Africa for you? So so I'll, yes. I'll make a few deductions of what I what I know okay. or what I think. You know, it happens. Yes. You go back to Black Brain Pictures, right? Mm. And and I love that name, Black Brain Pictures. Yes. I love it. It says what it what it wants to say. Mm. And creative producer there is yes. is where you find yourself. So you're back there behind your desk, uh, filled in all the leave forms. They 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 let you have the leave. <laughs> you know they they were happy you back yes. behind your desk. So that's the one uh-huh. part. Then the other part that I picked up was that you have your own media company. Mm-hmm. Which is your baby through which you are doing mm-hmm. now, Kosa Kosi, Kosi Kosi, yeah. which, you, yeah. yeah, and you are, of course, defining your success through mm. this particular medium as well. But apart from returning to the workspace and then also just engaging, you know, mm. your own media company with a documentary here or there, Netflix, and Netflix, you right. know, you know, you know, engaging some, some film here or there. What, what, what now? lies beyond Miss South Africa for you, do you think? Oh, man, the rest of my life. Honestly, I always say to people, you know, we all yeah, have... Yeah, well, at 27, the rest of our life still, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. And you want to do, do that and you want to change the world. But mm. more than anything, what I've enjoyed after Miss South Africa is honestly being 27, as yeah. you put it. I have come back and apart from the work I've been doing, I've been... 2nd of so January, nine, 2nd of January and, is not too far, right? I, I, and I must just tell you that, you know, 28, 28 is just... expose me like <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But literally, it's been that. Where outside of work, I've been enjoying just resting yeah. and um, traveling and just and just being Melissa. Um, you know, I always say I'm so cheesy and I'm not, I'm not sorry about it. For me, the rest of my life, besides changing the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, is one day do the cheesy thing, have a family, live my best life and, you mm-hmm. know... <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you... Are, are, are you are you glad they didn't ask you to sing? You're out. <laughs> I, I literally have no talent that I can showcase on on a stage. I'm like, if I were to be asked to do anything, I have no idea what I'll do. I can't perform. I can't sing. I can't dance. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, I can't exactly write anything for them. That'd be awkward. So yeah, no talent here. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that I saying, say, you know, that's that's what I can't do. And then yeah. the other the other thing that 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 really really just you know got you was 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 the part of snakes. So let's just get oh, those two. Not, have, you, you don't even sing in the shower, Melissa. Possible. I've tried. Yeah, I have tried. I think I have some videos online where I've tried. And, and the neighbors have asked you to move. Oh, terrible, terrible. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is, does it come to an extent where the neighbors say, look, Melissa, move, move. L- Listen, you, you they get, come get... fetch me and they pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> they come fetch me and they pull me this out. I wonder if you can sing. <clears throat> no. Okay, I'll take that as a no. Shame. At least you are. Oh, you said shame. I didn't say oh, yeah. shame for you, Melissa. No, I'll say shame because you're trying to sabotage me on air. Email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, you put yourself out there, Melissa. You you yeah. you went and you know were strutting your stuff on a stage and let oh, us all watch and you put your story out there so that oh, we all yeah. we can all Google <laughs> and look and see you know and and then have radio interviews with the, the yeah it's my fault <laughs> Melissa how do you define success ah uh, peace 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 in peace inner in, peace yeah. or external peace. You know, uh, like like when I when I look at external peace, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, of of Middle East right now and whatever. Mm-hmm. But but there's mm-hmm. the internal mm-hmm. peace that you might be referring to. What what are you talking about? For me, I honestly say it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Internal is a big factor, but also external. You know, like you said, what's happening in the Middle East is absolutely terrible. It's heartbreaking, yeah. and I think we're watching that every day. And you can't imagine, um, you know, being in the middle of that and what those people are dealing with and what what they're facing. It's mm-hmm. absolutely heartbreaking. So definitely that, you know, we are, I, I appreciate the peace we have mm-hmm. right now. You know, we may take things for granted, but I'm appreciating that I can be I can be right now in, in my home speaking to you over the you know over the telephone and no mm-hmm. one is interrupting that. I'm not hiding and running for my life, but also that even within family, family is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, having a loving family, loving friends. You know, for me that is peace, being peaceful with who I am, what I'm doing, and being so content with it. So that's mm-hmm. success for me. Whatever it looks like, whatever the price tag yeah. is attached to it, as long as I've got peace, I'm happy. Sure. So so amongst that. Other things you talk about, you know, peace and the family that 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 brings into you know that that you that you lean on. Uh, yeah. Women in this country are, you know, sometimes have a really really difficult time, um, yeah. and and there's gender based violence and there's all sorts of issues around women in the economy and the workspace and 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 etc etc etc. With you know when we when we begin to talk about women and and how they also rise through 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 industry. Um, you know, did you did you feel you you needed to represent a particular woman when you were at the at the pageant, or you know, was was there a a, a, a decision by yourself, mm. understanding what the pageant is all about? And you were talking about you know, uh, the, there are particular narratives about the pageant, Miss South Africa, and mm. and all of that. And and I'm so glad that those narratives and perceptions have changed over the years because at one point it was about you know just taking pictures of 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 women in bikinis on stage and today you know it's not when 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 you reflect on women and representing women in whatever space and form um you know how how do you how do you shape that that particular argument and how do you shape that particular space Mm. And I think you're so right. And with, with the passion such as Miss South Africa, I think the biggest thing they've done right now is really narrow in on representation, mm. where you know married women are allowed to enter, women with children are allowed to enter. Whereas literally, even less than five years ago, that was not that was unheard of. You yeah. couldn't do that because I do, I don't know where the house society viewed what what qualifies women, what doesn't, especially mm. within a certain age. Yeah. And I think with me going into this pageant. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not married, I do not have children, but another mm. thing where we spoke about colorism and beauty, but also real real women, you know, yeah. real women where it was a matter of South Africa, 
you don't have to be a certain height anymore. You can just show up as yourself and just mm. stand. And that was enough. And for me, who really the the Miss South Africa really changed the game for me was Rosemary Tunzi, yeah. where for the first time I literally looked at her and I was like, I'm more interested in what you have to say yeah. than what you look like. I didn't care about your hair. I didn't care about anything like that. But you stood there in your power and you owned it and you claimed it. Mm. And I'll forever respect that. And I think for me going into it again, I did not want to hide, you know, what I had to say. And um, that's why I had to go in there unfiltered and say, this is my story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas people, people literally say to me, they said, um, Melissa, if you change your advocacy, maybe you might win. Yeah. So there was also those conversations of maybe turn it down or don't say this or don't say that. And mm-hmm. you, could, you, you could completely change it. And for me, it's so important to be real because, you know, you've got young women who are watching. You've got young girls who are watching. Mm-hmm. And whatever message you want to give them is to be yourself. And the world is literally going to be to accept you as that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Do, do I have an understanding that you won't be entering again? There, there, there oh. won't there won't be a, a Melissa entering Miss South Africa again. Is is that my understanding? Denzel, you just told them I'm 28 years old. I think I should be done now. Yeah, but you also I, said, but you also said, you know, the nice thing about Miss South Africa is yeah. is that there are no barriers. You can be married. You can have children. Mm-hmm. You can be 27. You can be 21. That, you that you is, just you just you just created that. that that is Miss South Africa, but this is Melissa. Where I'm, I am cutting <laughs> myself off. I need to stop it, you know. Otherwise, I mean, I've got my what? My it's been four years. I've got my honors in Miss South Africa. I'm not trying to, you know. I'm, 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 I've, I've done it enough. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay now. But more than anything, I think my purpose was fulfilled in this journey this time. Sure. Um, when it's the weirdest thing that I say to people, saying, "Yeah, but you didn't win. So how can you walk away and say you're you're okay?" Yeah. Um, and for me, it was just that my message was received. It was you know it was delivered, and it was um, you know I got still am getting so much feedback on that, and I think that was the biggest goal for me mm-hmm. to say that okay, let's speak on this, and let's see if people can share and empathize with it or understand it at least, and we start a conversation, and um, we, I managed to achieve that, and that's that's mm-hmm. it for me. I'm good. I'm good. Is there a real belief, Melissa, that you know we talk about you know what what you were able to achieve, what you were able mm-hmm. to say, what you were able to contribute there, and and how the other contestants did that as well. But 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 what I'm taking away from you is that not only did Miss South Africa give you that platform, but it enabled you in a growth path as well to to right in the beginning you said find yourself, understand who you are. So it it seems to me that it gave back in a massive way as well. Absolutely, absolutely. No, in it's funny they'd say that if you didn't win, you know, it breaks your confidence for so yeah. built it. Because, again, it's not easy, you know, standing mm-hmm. on a stage like that and doing the things, you know, me and the other girls had to do and to face, you know, to put yourself in the spotlight, to face such criticism from anybody. Because besides the TV show, we go on social media, you post mm-hmm. a picture, anyone has the right to say anything, um, you know, about you. So definitely, I think for me, it builds uh, my confidence, such a strong backbone as well. But I also salute the, the women I competed with because, again, it is not that competition where you've got girls who are nasty to each other and mm. this and that. We really were our biggest support systems because nobody else can really understand what we're going through except for each other. Yeah. So we had moments where we'd literally cry together, we'd go hang out, play 30 seconds, do whatever we needed to do to kind of like protect our mental health. Mm. Um, and I've got some friends I made in 2020, you know, who are part of the Miss South Africa Sisterhood, Shudafatsu Masida who's big on mental health and still advocates for that today. So having people like that to lean on has been such a blessing for me. Mm. So so 
I mean, before you, you, you know, I, I, and I'm hoping that you don't, you don't vanish from the screens and you don't vanish. And, you know, what, what, what begins to happen is, is that black brain yeah. pictures, you know, are the, are the only people who take advantage of your presence, <laughs> <laughs> of your presence there where you clock in from nine to five and, 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 you know, you, you, you creative space, you know, yeah. apart, from, apart from, uh, you know, Kosi Kosi and, um, the, the documentary now, I, what other, really cool stuff yeah. and interesting stuff are you working on? The funniest thing that happened actually after Miss South Africa is that um, I went, uh, I attended an event, um, a Netflix production event. So a lot of production companies were there and yeah. people thought I was an actress. They were like, can you act? I said, no. They said, can you try it? I was like, no. You know, I know my limitations in life. So yeah. that was the most interesting thing where they said, come in, let's just give it a try. Let's give it a shot. You know, you've done a reality show. Maybe you can act. So maybe, I'm going to say, maybe it's something I'm going to dabble in. But we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Um, but also, I'm going to tell you now, something I've not actually shared publicly. I've also made the decision with what you've just said now of, yeah. I kind of need to take a step back a little bit, a break from my normal job. Yeah. Because there's so many things I want to focus on. And, and you have to make those sacrifices because I actually don't have a 9 to 5. Tomorrow, I've got a 3 to 3. Mm. Like 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. So I've got really what, random what, working what? Yes, I've got night shoots. So sometimes I work like that, where I've got a 12 to 12, or 3 to 3, okay. or 1 to 1. 3 to 3. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. That's, I'm like, there's no glitz and glam in television. I am in techies, I'm on set, I'm not even in an office. I would be in literally the middle of the street to an office building to this, to that. Um, but because of my hectic work schedule, there's sometimes where I've realized I need to uh, press pause. Mm. I'm in order to really focus on the projects that I want to do. So, yeah, BlackBerry will be losing me for just a couple of months. Okay. Um, travel. Mauritius, I, I saw oh, yeah. you said was, was, was just awesome. You know, and and so is travel is travel a thing for you? You you know, is that yeah. something you you're going to engage in? I absolutely love traveling. I yeah. love 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 traveling. Um, but the biggest trip I'm going to make is this year. It will be my first time ever going to Uganda. Yeah. So I'm going to Uganda on the 27th, I think, um, 27th of December. So that'll be something else. Um, I mean, I've met my family um, from my dad's side. I've met my grandparents. They're from yeah. Southern, uh, from time to time, but I've just never been to Uganda. So I'm very interested about this trip. I'm going with my brother and my father. We'll, we'll all be there. Um, and I'm excited. My dad is super excited. He can't yeah. wait to teach us just everything. Yeah. Melissa, it's been an awesome chat. And and thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective and thank Power 98.7. So it's it's been, it's been really, really... And, and yeah, you know... It, yeah, you, you know, I have to end on this, Melissa. As we we were talking earlier on about stereotypes mm. of 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 you know what what people see and and mm. perceive to be beautiful and and maybe not right mm-hmm. and you were talking about that and then as you were saying that I remembered this model from I think Uganda mm. who you know is on of course the international you know um, yes. uh, carpets. And tall and slim and whatever and dark and is one of the highest paid, one of mm. the highest paid models in the industry. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, there's this perception and, you know, things. Absolutely. About, yeah. It's, Absol- 
I hear you. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Melissa, I think you're absolutely stunning. Um, and so and don't go and don't go and hide and don't go and you know and sit behind a desk and you know the people I'm people of South Africa have watched you on on the stage, and yeah. they they'd love to see what's next. And of course, Kosi Kosi is next. I'm looking. I'm going to be yeah. keen. I'm going to be keen to to find out where please, that's going. Please invite me back once we um, debut. Done deal. Okay, great. Melissa. I then wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> Melissa. If I'm going to invite you back here. Okay. How about when you're releasing and you're doing all of your things around your documentary? How about inviting there? Okay, no problem. We'll even check to you. Done deal. Done deal. Done. Awesome, Denzel. Okay, cool. I'll hunt you down. <laughs> 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 Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on Power Perspective. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. Cheers. That's Melissa going to hunt me down. Yeah, hunt me down. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's life after Miss South Africa. And yeah, you know, and uh, she's a creative, creative producer, Black Brain Pictures. And it just shows that, you know, some of the people who do, let me use this terminology, strut their stuff on some of these stages, you know, uh, it's not just about that. It's really, really not about that. Uh, there's, uh, in essence, let me tell you also, she has a BA and an honors in motion picture, uh, also me- in the motion picture medium. Got that in 2016, majoring in television writing, writes a lot, produces a lot, Netflix and all the others, producing her own uh, documentary series now. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.